Welcome to the Sports Beat Podcast by the Kansas City Star. I'm Sam McDowell, sports reporter with the Star. Joined again this week by Ike Oparo, sporting Kansas City defender in the middle of uh, your Western Conference semifinal series. Thanks for taking time with us. Yeah, no problem. Uh, we had a pretty monumental week with uh, another with the midterm election, so a lot of a lot of things are happening. Yeah, let's uh, let's start there and and maybe not get into exactly how each of us filled out our ballots, but but more just how you arrived at your vote. So tell me your thinking process and going into an election, what you read up on and, and how you decide what you're gonna vote. Yeah, I just think that when you come to any you know, election or anything that does with voting, uh, especially there's so much information out there and really it's, I won't say it's impossible, but it is really difficult to know or you know to be knowledgeable on, on all, so many topics. And so you kind of figure out, or you find what important are you know important to you, or topics that are important to you, um, and go from there. And I, I, it's been interesting because you know I think politics comes up a lot with you know with guys on this team or, or a lot of my friends. And so just hearing you know reasons why uh, you know they why they vote or why what they're you know what they lean to on issues is it, really interesting to hear because you know I think you know. It, it's 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 so easy to look at the overall spectrum, um, but then you, I think you forget to break down you know individuals as to why um, you know they voted for or, 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 or you know a person in whatever the Senate or the House or, yeah. or the President. Uh, so I, I always find it interesting, and uh, I, I just think that you you know some people do it more so for society uh, than themselves, and more people do it for themselves than society. Either way, I mean, I think either either way is fine, uh, and it's not to call one selfish or unselfish. Really, it's just you know, it's it's really difficult to, to you know maneuver through this through this world, and um, you know, it's it's fine there, whichever way you, you lean and, and why you vote the way you vote. It's just you know, the bigger picture uh, sometimes gets lost. Yeah, I think there's maybe three categories of voters. I kind of, uh, or, or just three categories of people going into an election. One, I think, is the, the people that absolutely know what they're going to vote for, and they, they try and get other people to, to see it their way. I think there's the, the second category, which I, it sounds like you probably fall into, which is maybe you have an idea of, of what you feel, but you, you like to research it and, and talk, whether it's talking to people or, or reading a, about it, and maybe that's how you arrive at your vote. And then the third, I think, is the, maybe the biggest issue is the people that just don't vote at all. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, me specifically, I, I think that, and I hate to, to plug our own stuff, but I think the Star puts out a really informative ballot, and they also obviously write editorials about what they feel like you should vote, but. Also, just it, it breaks down what what the issues are, which this year was incredibly helpful because of what the ballot actually yeah. was. Yeah. Um, so you find the amendments on the ballot difficult to read? For sure. I mean, I, the the Missouri one, I, and I voted in Jackson County this year, and I thought I had done an incredible amount of research going into it. You know, I almost felt like I was back in college cramming for a yeah. test or yeah. something again, trying to figure everything out, but. When I actually got my ballot and, and was filling it out, I was just shocked at the language yeah. of, of how the amendments were written because they were so thoroughly explained in the Kansas City Star's voter guide, and they were not that way in, in yeah. the Jackson County actual ballot. And there were a few items that uh, I actually left blank because I did not feel as as if I was up to speed yeah. on exactly what I was voting yeah. for. Yeah, and that's kind of the dangers of voting is you know having to vote on a topic that you might not be educated on. And I think and it's probably it, intentionally so. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I think it's probably the the language is. 
I know that they debate, both sides debate how it's going to be written on a ballot. So I, I feel like sometimes it's intentionally confusing right. or, or misleading, which which is obviously an issue that needs to be cleaned up. Yeah, definitely. I think motives. You know, I mean, there's a lot probably that goes into that. You know, whatever, whatever sides leaning one way for uh, the wording to be maybe it's too difficult than it needs to be because. Uh, it doesn't probably it doesn't need to be that difficult at times I think and just imagine how many people go in there uneducated and I think that's kind of well not, oh let me, let me backtrack not, not say uneducated but just have no idea what just really, haven't researched right. it maybe and, sure. and, and that's kind of a danger of voting like you know I think people vote for you know I think when JFK was running for president it was one of the first you know elections on TV and people voted for him because he was good looking yeah <laughs> is that a reason to vote mm. you know so like uh, I just think that when you you know when when you don't know uh, a topic, I, I don't know if you should or should should, should you know skip over that because uh, I do think it's a danger. It's a fine line. Just just being in the you know in the voting booth doesn't make it you know it doesn't make it acceptable to just you know vote for something if you have yeah. no idea on or does it? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, some people probably feel differently about it. I, I'm not even sure where I stand. I just think it's a it's very tricky. <laughs> the one that stands out in that sense are the uh, the. The, the three uh, amendments, or one was actually a proposition on, on marijuana. Mm -hmm. And you wonder how many people really research those versus just, you know, obviously marijuana, I, I feel like people already have a strong opinion about either way. And some of them added taxes to it, and uh, there were a couple different ones there, and sort of gave people a, a significant, one of them gave, you know, Brad Bradshaw in, in Springfield a significant power over, mar over marijuana if it would have passed. Now that one didn't pass, but I just wondered how many people sort of had had researched that, that going in. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that it's a big spectrum and you can fall anywhere on it, and whether from, you know, all about, you know, the, the benefits of legalizing marijuana or, you know, little about the benefits of it. Uh, or if you just like marijuana, I mean, yeah. I, I'm sure that there are many things that went into people's, you know, thought process behind it, whether whether or not they knew it was good for society or not, or think it is or isn't. Um, and so I don't know. It's that's that's one of the many. I think when you talk about voting, it's so complex. I mean, you can talk about issues, and then that those, that that issue could have 15, you know, different sure. answers or, or subsets yeah. and lead you into a different rabbit hole. And you talk about a whole different issue, and so. Uh, you can start, you know, on A and N and Z uh, when, when it comes to voting and topics. Yeah, no, I w I'd like to point out the only reason I brought up the topic of marijuana was with Nate Bucati sitting here trying to uh, trying to get into our, our <laughs> podcast. I just it just reminded me of that topic. Um, but l let's go on to our next topic, which is just the the importance of voting. And the, you know, that we I mentioned that I feel like there's there's sort of three categories of people going into an election and. The turnout in Missouri this year was 55% of all eligible voters actually voted, and it was the most for a midterm election in two decades. And to me, maybe this makes me a pessimist, but I still look at it and say, why are 45% yeah. of eligible voters not voting? Yeah, I think you know there there could be many explanations. Um, you know, I think one could just be you know making it a national holiday uh, would be would as well increase turn, turn, voter turnout. I think I mean. Um, you know, I, I, we talked about it a little bit before, but it's not legal. Uh, you know, early voting is not legal in, in Missouri, yeah. um, and so I think that has its has a huge impact uh, on, on people who you know cannot get off of work or have to make a decision whether to work or to vote. And really, that affects you know the low income uh, jobs more so than you know the the rest. So you're being stuck to make a pretty difficult decision, yeah. and so I think that impacts a big percentage of. Uh, of the 45% who aren't showing up, 
Um, and then I'm sure there's some others as well. But I, I would love to see at least, you know, mandatory, you know, you know, employee or employers given mandatory times or half days or, or whatever the case of at least allowing their employees to, to go out and vote if they if yeah. they should choose to do so. The the law right now is you get three hours in Missouri. Technically your your employer is supposed to give you three hours, but I, I would think that the, a lot of the people in the classific classification that you're talking about that really need a job, can't afford it to risk any, risk losing mm -hmm. that job probably aren't comfortable with asking for three hours right. off to go vote and it brings up another issue that, that that you talked about which is without early voting in Missouri it's not a quick process yeah. to get through the line you know I, I waited over an hour to vote and I was actually part of a precinct that was allowed to cut half the line if not more than half the line and I wondered how long the people that you know my wife went at six o'clock in the morning and she still waited over an hour mm -hmm. she was she's a teacher she was late to getting to school I was saying if that's the case I was actually thinking the teachers especially you know, there are many people who wouldn't be able to take a half day off right unless it was mandatory or you know a, a national holiday or, or you know half day in school just something along those lines you know I think a lot of people were affected by uh, you know not having really the freedom and the luxury of just leaving for three hours. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's, um... Hey, it's Blair Kirkhoff, and if you're listening to this, you love Kansas City sports, whether it's the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting, Mizzou, KU, or K-State. And no one covers these teams like the Kansas City Star. If you currently subscribe to the paper or have a digital subscription, thank you for your support. And if you don't, here's a great offer. It's called Sports Pass unlimited digital access to every sports story and video on KansasCity.com. It's just $30 for the first year. It's the best sports value in town. Just eight cents a day or $2.50 a month. You can't beat that. Subscribe now at KansasCity.com slash SportsPass. There's politics involved in stuff like that when there shouldn't be, mm -hmm. which is the sense that you know, there, there's politics involved in who gets to vote and who doesn't get a vote. And it's very clear why you know one party wants some people to vote, why one party does not want some people to vote. And to me, the the most powerful thing you can do is vote. Yeah. Every, because everyone's vote is counted equally. You know, it's it's the it's the one system that we have maybe in this country where everyone's on an equal playing field because your vote counts just like just like my vote does yeah and and every vote counts i mean you saw how close some of these races were and you know across across the country yeah. and it was you know th just a few thousand at times and so uh, that that strikes the people who say oh my vote doesn't matter well you know Yes, your vote does. Look yeah. how close that race really is. It was like really like that in your in your home state, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. You know, I actually read that I I think fifty only fifty point three percent in that state voted Republican, but Republicans got ten of the thirteen congressional seats out of that because of just the way that the way yeah. districts are drawn there. Yeah, and and that's that's a that's a you know complicated issue itself. You know, just with you know. You even just look at the electoral college right. and compared to the popular vote, and yeah. it's like you know, and I know this doesn't necessarily do with majority because independents, you know, usually take you know x amount percentage, and so it's really never a true majority. Sure, but it's just like why isn't there just a race? Yeah. Whoever has the most votes wins, kind of thing. <laughs> uh, so I don't. I think you know whether it be antiquated or if times you know need to be more modern. 
I don't know, but uh, your your league does this does this same thing too, though. For all of its end of the season awards, heck, you benefited from it last year with Defender of the Year. I mean, even it's like a media gets a percentage yeah. of the vote, the team gets a percentage of the vote, and they all are just it sort of is like the electoral yeah, college. It is. Well, I, not that you wouldn't have won that award. I think yeah. everyone voted for you last year anyway. Yeah. But I, I think in, in that case, luckily, I, I I think I swept all three. Yeah, uh, yeah. What was it this year, guys? No. Um, <laughs> But no, it's uh, yeah, it's it's kind of it's 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 interesting. It's the same thing as like you know you go to vote now and some are still paper uh, yeah. as opposed to, or as opposed which to which was which was mine. You know, I actually moved this year and I used to live on, on the plaza, so more towards I, I voted actually a little bit more towards the, the midtown area, and yeah, we were on electronic ballots this year. I'm out in the suburbs and we've got paper paper ballots and. Yeah. You don't necessarily feel real comfortable just putting a piece of paper into <laughs> yeah. a cardboard box yeah. the way you did in like student council growing up in elementary school or something. I I, I had that that same feeling, and it's like wow, it's it's very uncomfortable yeah. to. Does this count? Yeah, and, and then I mean we can even talk about how understaffed some of these polling stations are, and how you know ill-equipped they are at times, and how wrong information is given, which I'm sure maybe we we'll touch on in a bit, but. Uh, you know, then you've got you know paper ballots or you got electronic ballots, and it's like, well, why isn't everything just electronic? I mean, when 2018, 21st century, everything we do has to do with yeah. you know, technology. Why isn't voter registration online? Why, why isn't there just an app? You know, for just to keep it very simple, there obviously not an app, but <laughs> um, and so, but then you're like, oh, voter fraud possibility. I mean, there's so many things. You've got worried about hackers, which there's yeah. that rumor from the last election, which right. you know we'll right. see maybe moving forward. And then you just got people who just don't want it to change. And so, and I, th I think that's a big part of it. And I mean, man, just speaking from experience of, of a company that's, you know, going more digital from, from the paper route, mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that are just used to things being away and they want them to continue to be that way. They, they don't want to change. Um, I do think just having an electronic ballot within the, the, the polling booth now. I know there were some issues in Clay County where they had some, some machines that, that were broken, but the result of that was longer lines. It wasn't yeah. incorrect in voting, as opposed to you know some of the issues you talked about, which is some of the staffs and and, and God bless them for volunteering first of all, mm -hmm. because those are volunteer jobs yeah. for the most part. Um, but there were some people, you know, with with there were some voter ID laws this year in Missouri where you didn't have to have your driver's license to vote this year. There were. I mean, the, you could have even had like a government check. I mean, there were, there were a lot of student ID. There mm -hmm. were a lot of different ways you could vote. And some people were turned away because the staff had not been informed of the new yeah. voter ID laws and, and the way to vote. Yeah. And and is, is there a motive behind that? Is it, you know, it, is it just miscommunication? That's one thing that, you know, it's always tough uh, to right. try to distinguish what it is. Um, you when know, you're talking I, politics, it always seems like there's a little bit of cynicism. Yeah, there. oh, definitely. And, and it always feels like it's one party more than the other. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, well, if it's always usually one party more than the other, eh, it seems like there's a trend here and there's a motive. Here. And so, uh, it, I don't know, it's... It's it's hard to imagine that it can be so difficult in today's day and today you know these times to, to vote and right. how so many eras and why like yeah. why why are we making it more difficult it yeah. should be yeah. uh -huh. again like I like I mentioned before I just think it's the most powerful thing you can do as a U.S. U.S. citizen and it should not be difficult to to just enact your right in that sense yeah definitely and and uh, you know I think. You know, you, you mentioned how there was more turnout uh, this year, and it, it felt like, you know, everywhere you went on social media, um, 
there was people with their stickers or whatnot. And at first, I was like, "This is like, why? Like, did you even, like if if I if you didn't post about it, did you even vote kind yeah. of thing?" But then I was thinking to myself, you know, it's you know, and millennials, I think, and it wasn't just millennials, but the millennials, you know, with social media and they love social media, sure. Um, but I think it, it tried to make it cool again to vote, mm -hmm. uh, and that actually was you know very fun to see just. Uh, you know, people who, um, you know, were trying to make it cool and, and trying to encourage, um, you know, the population to, to fulfill their civic duties in this country. Um, and so um, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty cool. And, and, I, and I've got a friend that I follow and went to school with him. He plays now in, in, in USL with NCF, NCFC and, you know, Alston Deleuze, great guy. And, you know, he was raffling off a jersey, signed jersey. Um, you know, for for people who tweeted at them or or, or sent them a picture of their voting, I voted oh, stickers, cool. and then it's just like things that increase engagement was cool to see. Yeah. Um, and you know, I just think that there's little things like that that can you know help you know increase the the turnout. Uh, but again, we there are a lot of issues that still need to be fixed in terms of registrating and then mm -hmm. voting. Uh, or register, yeah, registering voting as well. There's, you know, there, there's, we had a few candidates that we, that we saw nationally, not in Missouri necessarily, but that really sort of enlivened the vote that, the, you know, and a lot of those candidates did not win, mm -hmm. but there was sort of a trend in, uh, of, a, of a couple other things that, that we saw, but I'd like to sort of discuss maybe even if it wasn't here locally, just a, a, a topic or two that, that may have stood out to you that, that you saw in the midterms on Tuesday? Yeah, I would say there were a few candidates, at least, that, you know, Beto was one. Just refreshing to see uh, someone, you know, genuinely cared, didn't matter what side of the party uh, or side of the spectrum you were, what party you supported. He wanted everyone there to, to fulfill, you know, his, his, his vision of, you know, inclusion in this country and bringing this country together when it feels like it's so divisive. Um, I think that you know, just regardless if you if you you know support him or not, I just think that that idea is is so powerful and refreshing to see in in the candidate period. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I just think moving forward, can we have these ideas, regardless of who you support? Can these politicians who are running for whatever office have these ideas that are looking out for the public and not just what seems like themselves or their you know the, who they're lobbying to or whatever? I think it, you know what's. The reason that's refreshing is because it is becoming more rare, and I think the mm -hmm. reason it's becoming more rare is because it's hard to get elected in that in that sense. Yeah. And we actually did see even O'Rourke did yeah, lost lost, yeah. lost his election, but it's hard to rally your base if if you're not fully on yeah. board with that base, and that's what we've seen in a lot of the recent presidential elections. Is is people are sort of moving further away from the middle, mm -hmm. I think, because it, it's hard to win your primaries and stuff like that, and. That's why you know you mentioned that that was refreshing, and for me, that one of the biggest takeaways was just the 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 diversity we had in a lot of the candidates this, mm -hmm. in these midterms, and a lot of the ones that won. You know, yeah. there's going to be more women now serving in Congress than ever before. Which is great, and I think it's like 23 percent. So there's still a long way yeah. to go, but it's up from 20. So mm -hmm. it's it's a three percent jump. You know, there's a lot of women that. Uh, beat out male incumbents this year, and, mm -hmm. and you actually saw even locally, uh, you know, Sharice Davis won, Sharice Davids won in, in Kansas, and she's an openly gay Native American woman, mm -hmm. and for that sort of uh, background to win in Kansas, I, I thought was just really cool. Yeah, and I think just the more people you have in office that the population identifies yeah. with is massive for, you know, this country, and having different opinions, different takes in rooms, you're not going to see, you know, the you know whatever 60 plus year old you know 
typically, you know, old white male in the room and, and be no other person in that room. It's now we're going to have a little bit more diversity, a little more opinions, a little bit more you know, experience uh, and from, from different backgrounds, I think, now in office to help represent a hopefully a more accurate, uh, you know, voice of the public and, and, and the issues that are happening. And that's typically been when like a, a segment of the population or a specific classification or group of people have become more welcomed in this country or, or felt like even that they belong more is when they see one of their own become, you know, a, in a position of power and in and, and this case, you know, like I mentioned, Sharice uh, Davis is only the one of only two Native Americans to be elected and it was only because somebody else was also elected. I, I think it was in California on Tuesday, but she's also the, the first openly gay woman in, in Kansas to be elected, which in 2018, uh, you know, on the one sense you want to say about time, but on, on the other sense, it, it, it is a sign of progress, even if you're somebody who feels like maybe there isn't the, the sign of progress across the national landscape. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's funny we say, you know, 2018, but, you know, interracial marriage wasn't legal. You know, right. You know, it was 50, 50 years now, 51 years now. Uh, and so, you know. Gay marriage just yeah. within the last decade. Exactly. And our parents, you know, grew up and saw that. And so it is a still large population that has seen a lot of things and a lot, a lot of things in, that I think are in the negative and now that are becoming more normal or, or more acceptable uh, when it should have always been. But uh, I just think that when you look at someone who's now in the position of power in an office that says, okay, well now we have a take for the, maybe the LGBTQ community and, and, and whatnot. And so I just think that the more people you're able to have that represents you know, pockets of this country or, or, or percentages of this country, the better off we'll be uh, as a whole. All right, Ike, I think that's a, that's a good point to end on. Thanks a lot uh, for joining us again this week, and uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully, uh, for your sake, uh, with, with the season still going. Yeah, Jesus, uh, not, well, I don't want to say that because then I feel like I'm really jinxing it here, but uh, if it's not, um, you know, I don't we'll, know. We'll, we'll be here next Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> See you next Thursday. All right, thanks for joining us, guys.